Hi, you're listening to Go See a Show, New York City's independent theater podcast. I've probably said this before at some point on this podcast, but if you're doing a show even tangentially about the punk or hardcore music underground, I'm going to do my best to get there to cover it. So when I saw the incredible title, The Best Punk Band in Conway, Missouri, I made plans to get to the show. And I spoke with several of the actors, along with the producing company's managing director, after a recent performance. I'll let them introduce themselves. Take a listen. It's, it's almost like you play punk rockers. Um, so uh, with that introduction, uh, let's uh, have you all introduce yourselves on the mic. Let me know who you are and what you did on, let's see if I can get the name right, the best punk band in Conway, Missouri. Yeah? An oral history of Presley Cox and the Fallout Five. Perfect. I didn't get the subtitle. All right, so you start. What's your name? <laughs> Hi, I'm Lisa Graham Parson. And what did you do on the show? Um, I had the pleasure of being track eight which is a number of different characters, including Old Punk 3. And do I resemble that? Yeah, I guess I do. Um, But I also got to play a young girl named Vanessa, maybe that spoiled rich kid that you all know. Um, I also got to be a mom, which, you know, kind of sits in a comfort zone for me. I got to be a mom of this guy over here and several other small things. And who is this guy over here? This this guy over here is Henry Temple. Um, I got to play uh, the role of Gentry, young Gentry, um, TikTok Rottenberg, which is a, a you know a punk rock star of this time that basically is just you know frantic most of the show, and um, and yeah, I mean my role, the, really the amazing thing about it was I got to play so much um, so much with the band, just being you know one of the young punk rockers, and and um, yeah, I mean it was you know it's a blast to play each of the songs written by Phil. And um, yeah, it's great to rock out with everybody. My, na- my name's Jess. <laughs> my name's Jess Wood. I play old Presley. Uh, <laughs> old, the old, the older version. Um, yeah, I'm Presley present, present Presley, or as we like to call her, evolved Presley, <laughs> enlightened Presley, or PP, or o- OPP. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're down with press. Uh, yes, thank you. And yeah, so I get I get to play with all these gang, this whole gang. I get to play with. I get to sing. I get to act with leaves. I mean, I'm kind of the outside of everybody. I kind of am on the outskirts of the play because it's really a, an oral history of my life. Um, but it's really nice to be able to react to everyone, and it's like punk rock camp. That's what it's felt like this whole time with all of us. It's been really fun. We also have with us. I am Laura Foyce Bosley. I am the managing director of Up Theater Company and the producer of the best punk band in Conway, Missouri, an oral history of Presley Cox and the Fallout Five. Amazing. So um, I love that you've all, in your introductions, kind of given us a sense of what this thing is. But um, Lisa, we're going to toss this question at you. Um, wh- what is it? When you tell people to come see the show, what do you give them as your, your one or two sentence elevator pitch? Here's what the show is. This is why you want to come. This show is about trying to find out who you are, trying to be the person you want to be where you are, and working through whatever obstacles are getting in the way of making that happen. That's a really great descriptor for what we got tonight. And you don't have to get into the really great band stuff because, like, you say punk band. Like, obviously, you know, the 
podcaster with the Misfits t-shirt and uh, and Jimmy World hoodie, like uh, obviously is going to show up for that, and then also get this mm-hmm. beautiful stuff here. So, um, tell me about what the show, where the show came from for Up. Um, is that is that yeah, the least question? Sure. Right. I mean, um, this this play has been um, in our queue to do for um, three years. We heard it first in one of our, um, we have a developmental reading series we do because we do all new plays. So we do every winter, uh, we read plays, we call them exploratory readings because we're always looking for our next great play. And submissions can be sent to just kidding. <laughs> uh, info at uptheater.org. <laughs> not kidding. Um, not kidding. Um, and we heard this one. Be, Kirby is our current artistic director, but he was not when we first heard this play. And the artistic director at the time, James Bosley, uh, just heard it and knew that it was an up play um, because we like to deal with plays that make audiences think, um, get out of their comfort zone, um, think it out of, you know, we don't see things in terms of black and white. Things are shades of gray. Most things are shades of gray. And we like plays that explore that. And this play really did. Plus, it had music, and we have, I mean, this is our 14th production, and we have always wanted to do a play with music. So it was just kind of a perfect. Yeah, thing. not a musical. It's a play with music. That is right? correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I love this, this idea of comfort zone and, like, also, it takes us out of New York. I mean, obviously, it's in the title. Uh, so... Can you talk to me a little bit about that, like actors, like for y'all, are, is everybody from here? No, this, or? Is, this, is a good, this is a good fit for me because I had a real fish out of water sense when I was growing up, and I'm not going to talk about where I came from, but you know, there, was, there was that sense of discomfort. There was that sense of thinking that some of the values of the people around me were not in line. And I'm talking when I was young, really getting that sense of, Oh man, it's not good here, and you know, wanting to get out and getting out at a pretty early age, and you know, maybe Presley didn't have those opportunities, but I was able to do so. So yeah, I totally relate to her desire to do more, be more, go more. You know, it's it's really sits in my heart. They're pointing at you. They're, they're pointing at me. <laughs> well, um, I yeah, I grew up along uh, pretty pretty far away from here and recently moved about two years from Washington State. I'm from a very small town called Washington, or called Yakima, Washington. Um, and yeah, I mean, I can really relate to that small town feel. I mean, growing up in basically a bowl between giant deserty hills where there's nothing to do but, you know, uh, I don't know, pick apples and, and two trucks. I mean, not that I did them, but that was, you know, that was the kind of consensus. People wanted to, people wanted to escape in a lot of ways from Yakima. Um, and if you're stuck there, you have, if, if you're there for a long time, people do that in all sorts of ways. Yakima is a beautiful place. People do settle down there. But as a young person growing up in Yakima, that can be a, it can feel at times like a trap. Um, and I am now in New York <laughs> for, for, you know, similar reasons. Um, but I really, I, when, I was, when I was approaching this play, I mean, I, it, I definitely took um, the recent experiences I've had, like growing up in one of these small towns and just seeing the people around me who just wanted to escape. And I think that from the perspective of playing some of the younger characters in this play, that is what um, that is what kind of guides my track throughout this. My role is the idea of wanting to escape into something, escape into an idea, escape into a, a, 
a hobby, a persona, or substances. If you're talking like TikTok, um, and, and I think I, that is that is the connection from like small towns, like my my experience of growing up in Washington. Hello. Uh, I have a different experience. I grew up in Hollywood, California, right in the midst of everything. There is a flyer that the set designer put on the set that I went up to the other day and I said, God, that's so funny. I love the subhumans. Let me look at this flyer. I was at that show. That's awesome. Uh, wow. So this uh, play is very intense for me. It brings up a lot of stuff. I was not from a small town, but I don't think you have to be from a small right. town to feel like you don't fit in. There's that wonderful line that... Uh, uh, I think you get to say, Henry, about mm. like that's why we just we need each other so much. That's right. I'm glad that that was yeah. Yeah, Dude, it is deep. I, it landed for me like this yeah. play. Like hearing it reminded and, and seeing you all do this reminded me of how I felt. Like um, I mean, it's it's not a one to one, obviously, but uh, Andy Baker's the um, the aliens. Yeah, I did. And I um, when I read it, I was like, oh my god, this is this is home. And watching your play, I was like. I'm not from Missouri, but like that's home. Sure. Like that's yeah. that's what this was like. Um, you know, shout out to Damn Skippy. Like I had a band in high school, and like this was it. Like these, I found the people who were also wanted to just like make cool shit. Um, I think it's really interesting to see a play like this in a um, a very welcoming church. <laughs> a and then B that it's being done by an independent theater company. Can you guys, uh, this is an independent theater podcast, so obviously I'm always gonna bring it back around, but can you talk to me a little bit about like that idea of tribe, not just through punk rock and subhuman shows, but indie theater, like these, y'all are my people, like how, yeah. talk this to me about a, that. Yeah. yeah, this is indie theater, but you know, this is brilliant indie theater. I mean, this is indie theater with people that are really smart and really care but have, you know, they're not, they're not just springing. I mean, like Laura said, they've done 14 shows. So I feel very taken care of. You know, they, they, they have all the right stuff to make it a full production. And, and that's beautiful. And when you say indie theater, Robert, that doesn't always happen. And you, we still want to make the theater. And when if it's it done means, right, it is. Yeah, it's so, yeah. so great. Yeah. yeah, it really is. Yeah, I grew up with an actress mom in, in Hollywood, and she would go every summer and take me to this place called the Padua Hills Playwright Fe Festival. And the Padua Hills Playwrights Festival was an independent, for, for a, no better way to explain it, it was like an independent festival of, um, it was all these really wonderful writers who taught playwriting through the summer, and then the students would put on the plays, and my mom was one of the actors that would go every That's year. That's awesome. It was so awesome, but it was people like Sam Shepard and Marie Irene Forness, Eduardo and, Machado, who yeah, just Eduardo had a play Machado. down at, at Theater for the New City just mm -hmm. recently. Yeah, all these people, and I didn't know because I was just a little punk. But uh, <laughs> but it, it was it was really groovy, and this had a lot of those same elements. The kind of finding your tribe. The casting was so amazing. I mean, the girl who plays my younger self, mm. we couldn't be more alike. I mean, we. it's very strange. It's, it's not just the haircut? No, her yeah. mom came up to me the other night and said, my God, you're just like, and I said, I know, it's very weird. Um, so it's just- Look it's, into the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sadly, look into the future. Uh, but really just sitting, coming to terms with who you are and are you, is it too late? Or is it not? Like, that's what I got a lot out of this play, yes. is that it's never too late never. to enjoy yourself, to follow Absolutely. your dreams, to have fun, to find your tribe. 
I'm going to uh, no spoilers. I don't do not like spoilers on the podcast. So I want you to come and see this show. Um, but um, I, I speaking of that, that idea of it's never too late. I uh, I had a, a quick moment of heartbreak uh, at the end of the play, and I'm so glad it ended the way it did. Right. Um, there's a like you 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 end with. This is a celebration, people. Exactly. So, like, don't don't leave when the lights go out. Uh, Robert, they'll come back. Talk about how funny it is. Tell your listeners <laughs> that it's also very funny. I'm the guy who is like, did you hear the barking laugh yes, from House that Left? You? That's me. Yeah, that's obviously this dulcet baritone when it uh, is encouraged to guffaw. That's what it sounds like. Um, yeah, it's it's a ton of fun. Um, can I, uh, just real quick because I'm super curious. You talked about the casting process and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, d- is that how we found Henry and how we found he the was, musicians? Was, like you had to find people yeah. who can play very, guitar and yeah. We had a very long casting process because it's very specific. You know, we needed actors who could really play. Um, and we were looking for it. We didn't need people to obviously look exactly the same, older right. and younger, but we wanted, the, there was a certain energy we were looking for. Um, and I have to say, we, I mean, Kirby and Rachel, our director, kept coming back to me saying, oh, we just want to do one more session. I went, sure. Um, and thank goodness we did, because I think it was in one of our final sessions that we actually found Henry. <laughs> So, and it's like the absolute perfect, I mean, it just couldn't be a more perfect Yeah, fit. because it's not just like, okay, we need a drummer, we need a guitarist, we need a bassist. Like, no, you need two drummers. You yes. need two guitarists. Who you can act. Two women who can sing, who kind of look like each other. Like, that's just, yeah, that's and intense. And not only can act, but can do multiple characters. I mean, how many do you, you all play? I've Your lost press release track. says over 50. Yes. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think Lisa alone has... 13 of those or so. <laughs> I think it's quite 13. <laughs> I mean, there's, but... there's a lot. So we really got incredibly lucky with this cast because not only are they so talented, but almost from the first rehearsal, they just gelled together so beautifully. The chemistry on stage was in the rehearsal room almost from day one. So That's super fun. Yeah. Yeah, even though I called them all a bunch of fucking posers on the first that week. Happened. That actually that, happened. That's real. I, I'm not going to. Yeah, I, I admit it. I'm, I'm a punk. She's I'm, more punk. Uh, you know, punk. when you try to teach people how to slam dance and you don't ask the only punk rocker in the room how to slam dance and then everybody watches a video of some dude named Brian in his fucking mom's basement and I'm like, what? And then everybody's like interpretive dancing around the room and then they go, hey, Jess, what do you think? And I go, I think you're a bunch of fucking posers. And, you know, uh, oh. thank God everyone's still like, Speaking of posers, like, like, how, do you, how do you really feel, Jess? That was the one moment in the show where I was face. like, hang on, I don't agree. The, the Rollins slam, come I on. I know, I don't agree with that. Come either. on, right? I know, but we'd have to talk to the, the writer. Maybe the yeah, Maybe we should talk to the writer at some point about uh, disparaging the great Henry Rollins. I know, he's um, a poet, man. Yeah. I, I just had to speak to my cast about Rollins because um, they didn't know he also did spoken word mm-hmm. uh, on a show that I was doing. I was like, oh, my God, you've never you got to listen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's what is the word that you use? He's righteous. He's yeah, he's he's oh, that is true. <laughs> that part is true. Um, I, That's why I like him. it's amazing. Um, great. I, I mean, I just I don't have I don't any last thoughts. I don't have any other questions for y'all. Please um, come see the show. I would recommend you do come see the show if you are a punk or you're not a punk. Um, if you are an aging person, um, even just somebody who's like you know looking down uh, your forties like I am, like 
Yeah, all the all those themes that Lisa so beautifully Laura. expressed. Laura, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I where Lisa went, but yeah. that's Lisa. I got yeah. I I'm got getting really confused. nervous when he started. He started one question with Lisa, and it was about the production, and I thought I, I can't answer this. You introduced oh, yourself as Laura. He means Laura. Then I heard goodness. Lisa, and I crossed. Have this I'm so sorry. You're good. Um, All good. Yeah. Cross the streams <laughs> Don't cross right the streams, Egon. Um, so yeah, Laura, uh, as, as Laura said, like there's there's a lot of great stuff in here about like, I, what did you say? What were your sentences earlier? They were so good. They were so good. Roll back the tape. I mean, it's about finding out who you are, who you want to be, and and making it happen despite where you maybe being in a place that's not supportive of what you want to do and who you want to be. And I would add on top of that where you are in time. I think time Mm. is another uh, component of that. So again, as somebody who's like looking down their 40s and thinking like, have I been doing this theater thing too long? Like, you know, this is, there's a lot of great questions that this play brings up and I'm, I'm very happy that you uh, posed them to me in such a, uh, a fun way and a funny way, as Lisa said, and uh, with some, some kick-ass rock and roll. Yeah, I mean, I, I, oh, what? Yeah, last thought. Uh, I mean, I, I was going to say, it's just such a fun show. I mean, it, there's just so much play in it and it's just, it's funny. It's got, it's got all those themes of, you know, it's got all those deep themes as well, but like at the end of the day, it's just a, it's a fun show to go and see. You know, it ends on it ends with a button of just you know, again like just community, and it's just it's just fun music, and everyone's rocking out, and it's a, it's a good time. Yeah, I always tease Lara and say, "Okay, we made you laugh, we made you cry, we made you rock your fucking socks off." <laughs> you know, like I get all Jack Black on her, like yeah, it's, it's like a tragic so comedy, and then it's a rock concert. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a good summation. It's a, yeah, around, it's a tragic comedy rock concert. Mm-hmm. Put that on the posters. I love it. <laughs> I'm going to go stick a piece of paper on them right now with just that. <laughs> Thank you all so very much Thank for an excellent show you. and for hanging out the chat. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Thanks, so, Thanks much. so much. Keep on rocking. Thank you, Laura. Yes, Laura and Lisa. I will not make that mistake again, y'all. Very sorry about that. Thank you both, and thank you, Henry and Jess. And thank you, Henry and Jess, all of you, for hanging out after the show to chat. You can catch The Best Punk Band in Conway, Missouri, an oral history of Presley Cox and the Fallout Five, at the Fort Washington Collegiate Church Sanctuary, 729 West 181st Street in Manhattan, through May 20th, 2023. Head to uptheater.org, that's theater with an E-R, for a link to tickets and more information. And by the way, don't let the location scare you off. The venue is right off the A-Train stop at 181st Street. Just queue up Black Flags Damaged. Or The Subhumans, The Day the Country Died. Or, this being NYC, any Ramones record, really. And rock out on your express train ride to some indie theater uptown. Thanks to you for listening into the podcast. If you dig it, please like it on Facebook, facebook.com slash go see a show. Don't bother tweeting at go see a show on Twitter. At least not for now. We're not going to be using it until things change. But please do rate and or comment on the show's Apple Podcasts page if you're an Apple user. My name is Robert A.K. Gagno. You can find me on the internet at robertgagno, G-O-N-Y-O dot com. Until next time, go see a show. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Voice over. That was wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you.